0: Democrats lost the house they'd controlled for all but four years since 1932. They lost the Senate they controlled for all but six of the previous 40 years. Not a single Republican incumbent lost a congressional or gubernatorial race.
1: We're now projecting officially that Democrats win control of the house. This has been a kind of a foregone conclusion for some hours but we wanted to be able to have a chance to put it up in lights and there you see it in front of our desk. Exciting things folks and is now ready to make a major projection. Uh, the Republicans will take control of the House of Representatives. We are coming on the air right now because ABC News can now project that Republicans will take control of the Senate. The midterms. The middle of the president's term, a consequential time for the party in the White House. This year, 33 seats are up in the Senate. All 435 are up in the House. Can Democrats sweep both chambers of Congress in a referendum against Trump? What will this mean for the 2020 presidential election? The history of midterms, the road to 2018, a study of past elections, a preview to the future. A podcast special coming Friday, November 2nd on the Nolan Cleary Network on Anchor, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and more. Welcome to Election Talk Countdown, a direct spinoff to Politics Weekly. On this show, we count down the days until the 2018 midterms. Here, we'll talk about the House. Ryan says he will give up his powerful position. U.S.
0: Representative Jim Jordan says he's running for Speaker of the House.
1: Now to a stunning political upset in a working-class congressional district in New York. I think what we've seen is that working-class Americans want a clear champion. The Senate. Joe Arpaio, the controversial former Arizona sheriff who received a pardon
0: from President Donald Trump in August after being convicted of contempt of court, announced Tuesday he was running for U.S. Senate.
1: Everybody has a right to uh, run for office. Her experience didn't win over the California Democratic Party, who voted 65% in favor of liberal De Leon and a mere 7% for Feinstein. The others abstained.
0: I think uh, the vote uh, yesterday was a reflection of of many Californians who want to change, that believes that the status quo in Washington is, is simply not
1: working for them. And the governorships. In Georgia, Stacey Abrams became the first African-American woman to be nominated for governor by a major party. As a small business owner, as a legislator, as a civic leader, I have the proven experience to get the job done. Former Sex and the City star Cynthia Nixon is considering a run for governor of New York. New York is my home. I've never lived anywhere else. And how it will affect the nation. Will Democrats be back in power this November? Is a blue wave inevitable? find out. Three, two, one. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Election Talk, uh, a uh, a spinoff to Politics Weekly. I am here today with uh, Rashawn Biden from the Political Bomb Show. Once again, thank you again for joining me, Rashawn.
0: Thanks for having me.
1: Uh, of course. So, our last ele- uh, our last election talk until Election Day. I think Election Day is like three or four weeks out. Uh, so, and I, I can't, I personally can't wait for it. Um, I can't wait to cast my vote for Larry Sharp, uh, in the governor's race, but, uh, let's, let's, let's talk about, uh, so we're going to talk about the house. We're going to be talking about the Senate and we're going to be talking about the governor's races. So first of all, why don't we talk about the U S house? Well, first of all, before we get into any of it, how do you think, Republicans are going to fare in the midterms. How do you think Democrats are going to fare in the midterms? I know you're you are definitely a Republican. How do you think your party's going to fare this year in the midterms?
0: Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of talk saying the Democrats are going to uh, win big in the House. I don't know. I just I think it's a lot of talk. I think mm. I don't think it's going to be as big as uh, as what they're they're saying. I think that we I think we're going to fare well. I don't think it's going to be as bad as. Like a bloodbath. I think we're going to fare well. Yeah. Do you think Democrats are going to take back the House? I mean, I don't think so. I mean, there's some reason to think why they will, but because of how they handled the the Kavanaugh hearings and stuff, I think that people are fed up with that.
1: Yeah. Well, and some people, one of the arguments some people might make to that is that Kavanaugh was confirmed through the Senate. He wasn't confirmed in the House that is true, yeah, so that might be, but anyways, why don't we get into the House first? So, in the house, um right now, it's not looking too amazing for Republicans. i uh, I think most Republicans are bracing for losses in the house, but the the question is is how many losses are they going to make? Um, so I. Uh, um so right now um I'm predicting if Democrats have a really 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 good night they could gain like if they do if they have a like a spectacular night they could gain over 50 seats in the house which would be huge but that's only if they have the best night ever and they might they might um I mean it's totally possible cuz you got to remember in 2010 that was the first midterm year of Obama's presidency uh republicans gained 63 seats in the house that was huge and then in 1994 first midterm of bill clinton's presidency uh it was uh democrats uh republicans gained 54 seats in the house so typically uh in the first midterm of uh of a president's uh administration typically they tend to make a lot of gains in the house but we don't know i mean history could break and this is we're going to get to the to the Senate in a little while, but I will say this is looking to be, if you look at the Senate, it is going to be, it is looking to be very, very, very unusual for a midterm year in the Senate. But we'll get to that later on. Um, but uh, right now there are a lot of seats that are already held by Republicans that are leaning for Democrats. There's a, a seat in Iowa, Rod Blum seat, some people believe uh some democrats believe they already have that seat kansas uh right now kevin yoder's seat um uh is uh right now some democrats think they really have a chance there kevin yoder is trying to be as independent as he can be he's put out ads trying to criticize the trump administration for uh the immigration crisis because he doesn't want to be tied to that because here's the thing the district in kansas he lives in went for hillary clinton in 2016 it went for her narrowly but it still went for her nonetheless so kevin yoder is really trying to defeat sharice davids and then i believe abby finneker is running against uh rod blum outside of that there's one uh open seat in new jersey which democrats think that's that's a runaway for them they 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 don't even need to worry about that they think they already have that one down like locked down um right now democrats are feeling really good uh about the seat that martha mcsally because martha mcsally is running for uh for senate she's the republican nominee to replace jeff flake in this year's senate race so that means her seat's going to be open and she her district is in the tulsa area of arizona tulsa tends to be a very very blue area So a lot of Democrats think this is great. We've got this one. And again, that's another district Hillary Clinton uh, won. And then I think – let me look up what her name is. But the lady who ran against John McCain in 2016 – oh, Ann Kirkpatrick. Ann Kirkpatrick, she was a former congresswoman, and she ran against John McCain in 2016 for the Senate. She is now running for that seat. Um. There are also a couple of really, really uh, competitive races in the state of Washington. Not Washington, D.C., but Washington State. I know they like to joke about that a lot. Um, David uh, Reichert's seat uh, is considered vulnerable right now. Uh, the Republican trying to challenge him uh, is uh, – right now he's um, – he's, he was the nominee for – u.s senate in 2000 and uh in 2010 he almost defeated patty murray he's hoping to to hold the seat for the republicans dino rossi dino rossi but right now that seat is very very heavily favored for the democrats uh it's in a liberal area hillary clinton won that uh district by three points like here here's the here's the problem Oh, Barbara Comstock, too. Barbara Comstock is really in the fight of her life. She's in a district Hillary Clinton won by nearly double digits, and she's trying to hold on to her seat, but she's having a really, really hard time. She's in the fight of her life. Um, and then there's uh, Eric Paulson in, uh, my, uh, in Minnesota. is also, he, he, His district went towards Hillary Clinton by nine points. He's in a really, really tough battle. He put out an ad criticizing... Trump's, uh, environmental, uh, policy just because he has to distance himself as much as possible from Donald Trump because he knows his constituents do not like Donald Trump. Um, and here's where Republicans really, really face a challenge. Democrats need just 23 seats to take back the house. Now that might seem like a lot. Um, and maybe if this were a presidential election year, typically, Uh, the opposite party doesn't tend to make that many gains. Typically, either of the two parties don't tend to make that many gains in the House during presidential years. So if this were a presidential year, 23 sounds like a big number, but in the first midterm year of a presidency, then the opposing party tends to gain a lot more than 23 seats. That's the first problem. The second problem is 25 districts or 25 seats, or yeah, 25 congressional districts with Republican incumbents went to Hillary Clinton in 2016. So they need 23. 25 already went to Hillary Clinton. Uh, And there aren't a lot – there's not a lot of – maybe you could say, oh, well, maybe Republicans will make a lot of gains, and that could offset that. There's not a lot of places Republicans could make gains. If we go to Nevada, there are two seats Republicans could make gains. There are two open seats, um, uh, two first term Democrat, Democratic congressmen are in swing districts and they're both getting ready to, uh, retire. Jackie Rosen is now running for the U S Senate. So, uh, she, uh, her district was won by Donald Trump by a point. So that might help her or that might help the Republicans, um, but uh, but she's running for the Senate. That leaves the seat open. Um, some Republicans think, okay, maybe we have a chance here. Currently, Jackie Rosen is considered to be favored here. However, but this could this could change. Republicans could have a chance of picking the seat up, and then uh, first term, another first term Democratic congressman from the fourth district in in Nevada, Ruben uh, Cahoon. Is also retiring. Uh, Hillary Clinton did win that district by four points, but it is considered a swing district. So Republicans think maybe we have a chance here, but still, Democrats still considered slightly favored. But Republican, but they're only slightly favored. So Republicans might have a chance here. Uh, another place where Democrats are slightly favored, but they, but again, uh, Republicans might have a chance here is New Hampshire, where Carol Shea. Uh, Porter is retiring. Um, Donald Trump did win this district, and it is very much a swing district, as both uh, seats in New Hampshire are. However, most people believe that um, the other seat with Ann Custer—that's most most people believe that's safe for Ann Custer. Most people don't believe that Ann Custer is going to face that much of a challenge. But but now that the other seat in New Hampshire is could be vulnerable. Uh, because of how, because of the fact that it's open now, but, um, some people think that, uh, Republicans might have a chance here. There, there were two big Republicans that ran in this race. There was an African American Republican who won the nomination. And then there was a, a libertarian Republican who was running, uh, Andy Sand Sanborn. He was, I think he worked for Ron Paul and he was a big, big libertarian guy. Um, uh, some people believe that the African-American Republican can pick up that seat. But again, Democrats right now are favored in this seat. They are slightly favored just based on the poll numbers. They are slightly favored here, um, but Repu- but they're, but they're only slightly favored. So, again, Republicans could make a gain here as well. But the seat where there are two seats where Republicans uh, have a really, really, really great chance of making pickups. And those two seats are in Minnesota, in the uh, in Minnesota's eighth district, where Rick Nolan is retiring. Uh, some people uh, Donald Trump won that district by 15 points. Uh, Republicans are really feeling good about that seat. And then Tim Walls, he he retired to run for governor. Uh, again, Donald Trump won this seat by 14 points. I. Uh, uh, And right now, there are both very populist, very Trumpy candidates running in that district. And because Donald Trump is popular in those two districts, almost any other Republican couldn't win there or would have a hard time winning there. But because these districts don't really like Republicans but are very, very favorable towards Trump, uh, Republicans feel really, really good about these two districts. But outside of that, um, oh, and Jason Lewis, uh, who's another Republican – in uh in uh minnesota some people believe his seat is gone as well so uh again uh republicans have those five i think it's yeah five seats they could try and make gains but democrats have a lot more opportunities um to make gains and you could see a lot of uh traditionally red seats go blue in uh in uh in uh, Mont- in montana the at-large district, uh, where Greg Gianforte's seat, some people some people believe that Republicans could be vulnerable there. Uh, some people also think uh, because uh, Troy Balderson only barely scratched by in the uh, in the special election, he, obviously there has to be a rematch between him and the Democrat from the special election. Some people believe the Democrat will win this time around. Um, And then also Dave seat in Virginia could also flip. And right now there's a district in West Virginia, which is now open. Trump won it by 42 points, but right now the Democrats are running a really, really, he's a progressive candidate, but he's a really, really good candidate named Richard Ojeda. and, And Democrats feel really good about their chances there. So there are a lot more chances for Democrats to take back the house. I think the... Republicans do believe Democrats are definitely going to make gains. The only thing they can hope for now is that they make a very as significant or, or as minimal gains as possible, you know, as few gains as possible. And even then, that that's not great for Republicans, because now uh, they have a very, very small, a much smaller majority in the House. And it's going to be harder for them to get things passed if they have such a small majority in the House. So again, not looking great for republicans but but, what are your thoughts on the House? Yeah, I mean,
0: I really don't think that it's gonna be huge. I think Democrats are gonna have some gains, but I don't think it's gonna be twenty plus or more i think I don't think it's gonna be as bad. I just don't I don't have any theory behind it, only just a feeling that it's not gonna be as big as people are saying,
1: yeah. Now what do you think about um what do you think about the idea that um uh what was i going to say um do you think that if democrats make gains but don't take back the house do you think that that could also be a lose lose scenario for republicans because they might not be able to uh to get as many things passed. Yeah,
0: I agree agree with that. Yeah. It won't... If the Democrats gain, and um, not as much, but they still make some some good gain, it's not going to be a good thing for Republicans. It's going to be more difficult to get anything done.
1: Yeah. So you do do think that Republicans will retain control of the U.S. House of Representatives? Yeah,
0: I do. I think they're going to lose some seat, but I think ultimately they'll still be... In, they're still gonna uh, be ahead.
1: All right. Oh, and some people even think that uh, what's his name, uh, Paul Ryan's seat could be vulnerable.
0: Yeah, I, I yeah, I, I think that that's a possibility. I never liked Ryan to begin with, and
1: neither did I. So,
0: yeah, I think it is vulnerable.
1: But well, but he's not running for reelection.
0: Yeah, I know. But who who's running in his spot?
1: I think it's like a U.S. veteran. or No, Oh, no, I'm thinking of the Kansas race. Uh, let me look up his name real quick. I, 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 I've seen ads with this person. But let me see. Conson First District. Okay, so Brian Steele is the Republican and Randy Bryce... Randy Bryce has gained national attention because he's been doing really well in uh, in uh, the uh, in terms of making money, like you know raising money for this seat. Um, and then um, also he's uh, he, um, he he had some ads that went viral because of and he's also a big progressive. Uh, so a lot of Democrats feel he's a really, really good candidate. He's run really, really good ads. They think they could pick that seat up. Uh, And again, his ads have a lot of big production value. Um, But right now, Brian Steele is the Republican trying to hold that seat. One last question before we move on to the Senate. Um, What do you feel? How do you feel about um, the one seat in Kentucky where hold on? Let me look up what his name is. See, let me get the end of the K. Andy Barr, do you think Andy Barr is uh is in trouble in uh in Kentucky? Uh I don't know much about Barr but cuz he's in a red district which and he won real election by a big margin 2 years ago, but Amy McGrath has run a really 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 good campaign. Is she does she have uh Is she popular? She is pretty popular. And I think she was she was like an Air Force uh, pilot and she's run really, really effective ads. And she's been doing really well in fundraising, which has led some Republicans to think, "Uh oh, this is a red district. We could but we could still lose this area. And I've talked to people who live in that district that think Amy McGrath is going to win. Yeah,
0: I mean, if he wins, it's probably going to be by a slim margin.
1: Yeah. So that's that's very interesting. And that's the only Kentucky seat that's considered vulnerable this year. Right now, only one seat in Kentucky, congressional seat. There's only one Democrat in Kentucky, or representing Kentucky, uh, in Congress. And that's John uh, Yamath. He's in a very, very blue area of the state. Um, but yeah, he could... Um, Right now, uh she could beat him and that would be that would be impressive. Yeah. Um but anyways, anything else? Or let's oh. Uh now you live in Massachusetts, right? Yes. Yeah. I don't think there are many competitive house races there. In my state, there are a couple competitive races. Um there's right now one of the races everybody in my area, has been talking about is the race for John Faso's seat. John Faso is the incumbent Republican. He's in a district Trump won by six points. He won this, um, this seat by eight points in two, uh, two years ago. He's running for re-election. A lot. He got a lot of flat. He's in a purple district. This used to be Kirsten Gillibrand's district. She's currently the U.S. senator. But then it was Chris Gibson's seat, and then it was, uh, and then it was John Faso's seat. Um, a lot of people think Faso could be in a lot of big trouble because he voted for the uh, the skinny repeal bill in the House. He voted against the tax cuts, but he voted for the skinny repeal bill, and some people think that's going to hurt him. Uh, Antonio Delgado, the progressive. Uh, Has really been hitting him on that. And this district is really a toss up district. And a lot of people think he's vulnerable. But the one thing I will say that might help Faso is the fact that he does, he tends to do very well with independent voters. Um, uh, And that might help him, you know, if he wants to win. The fact that he does really well with independent voters, uh, again, it could really help him. Uh, Chris Collins also could be in big trouble. Um, He got indicted, so that could really hurt him. If if this whole indictment scandal hadn't happened, this district would have been safe for the Republicans. But because of the indictment scandal, Democrat might have an advantage here. And then also Claudia Tenney is considered vulnerable, very vulnerable, very vulnerable, even though the president won this by 15 points. She's kind of been more of a neoconservative. So she might not win. Um, uh, right now, uh, Daniel Donovan. Some people believe he could be vulnerable. He had a tough primary challenge. Lee Zeldin. A lot of people believe he might be uh, in for some, in for a big, not so great surprise. Um, but yeah, those are mainly the seats that are considered vulnerable for Republicans in New York. Yeah, I I think voting against
0: the uh, the tax cuts, I think that might hurt him.
1: Well, yes, but the tax cuts are considered, um, they're considered uh, unpopular in New York State. Oh yeah, that's right, that's right. Um, i th- I, I thought they would. I, I thought they were good. Although I do, believe, although I am upset that Republicans uh, went on to. Uh, increased spending, I thought that was a bad idea. Yeah, I agree with that. Because then, now the tax cuts are going to be temporary, because now you're increasing spending. But, um, but yeah, but I, I, he did, and then also Elise Stefanik did, but virtually nobody believes Elise Stefanik is going to lose re-election. Yes, Elise Stefanik is in a purple district, but she won re-election by 35 points. And for that reason, most people believe Elise Stefanik is going to win pretty handily. Uh, maybe not as big as she did last year, but virtually nobody uh, believes that she's going to lose. Um, but anyways, uh, so should we uh, move on to the Senate? Or is there anything else you wanted to say about the House? Any, any races in the House you wanted to talk about specifically?
0: Um, no, not just in general. I just think that the Democrats will gain, but not as much, but enough to hurt
1: Um, when the Republicans will
0: need to vote on bills.
1: Yeah, that could hurt them. If Democrats do get back the house, do you think that Nancy Pelosi will be made speaker again? Or do you think they're going to try and dethrone her and get somebody else? Yeah, I do not think
0: I, I'm, I don't think they want her back there. She'll try to fight, but. Ultimately, I don't think the Democrats want her back there. Who do you think might might replace her as Speaker? Uh, it's probably going to be one of these newer, more radical leftists. Like if uh, someone like a
1: Cortez, if she get no, she's not running for Senate. she know? Well, she's running for the house, but she typically they get people who have big leadership roles in the house or have been in the house for a while. Right. And she, so probably wouldn't be her. Right. But it'd be someone,
0: someone far, far left.
1: Do you think it could be Linda Sanchez? It could be
0: someone like her. Yeah.
1: Because she's only 49 years old. And then there's also Ben Lujan in New Mexico, who's only 46 years old.
0: Yeah, it could be Biden. I'm, I'm pretty sure they're not going to let Pelosi back in there.
1: And as a Republican, who would you like to see uh, replace Paul Ryan as Speaker if the Republicans keep their majority? That's a good question. I got to think about that. Uh,
0: good question. I I know I, I wanted to be someone that's, that's you know... Um, more conservative or even independent, but I don't know how well it will, it will do with, its, with the establishment types.
1: It might create a lot of friction, so I don't know. Yeah. Do you think Devin Nunes could end up being Speaker? I'd like to see him get it. Because he has. I think he has a big leadership role there, and he, he's young, and he he's in. But he, he likes Trump, obviously. He's a Trumper. Yeah. So I wouldn't be surprised if Devin Nunes... I know right now Jim Jordan and Kevin and Kevin McCarthy are the two that are running to try and replace him.
0: Yeah, I think Nunes would be a great choice. Yeah.
1: Do you is there anything else you want to talk about in the house, or should we move on to the U.S. Senate?
0: No, I, yeah, I think we should move on to the Senate.
1: All right, we'll move on to the Senate. So right now, if I can get everything up, loaded up here. Okay, so last time we did this, Kavanaugh had not been confirmed. Come on, okay. So last time we did this, Kavanaugh had not been confirmed. See if I can get this up here. Uh, Kavanaugh had not been confirmed. Uh, Now he has been confirmed. And now people are questioning what type of effect. Overall, do you think that this will help Republicans? Or hurt Republicans.
0: I think it's going to help Republicans and hurt the Democrats the way how they they handle the whole situation. I mean, as far as Dianne Feinstein's office leaking, leaking the information to the press. I mean, I think it's going to hurt the Democrats more than it's going to hurt Republicans.
1: Yeah. Well, and the Senate definitely looks better for Republicans than uh, the House does right now because... And this is why it's looking to be a very unusual midterm year because most people believe um, that uh, – that, uh, or most people believe that uh, Republicans will make at least one or two gains in the Senate. Uh, perhaps the Democrats will offset that, but either way, that would probably help the Republicans gain a majority – Right now, if you because typically I tend to say this district is tilting this or this is tilting that, but it's mostly in the in the most of the tilt states are in the toss up column. Let's take out all the tilt states for a second. So I think so. Let's let's look at California. California is uh, obviously safe Democratic. Washington safe Democratic. Uh, New Mexico safe. Hawaii safe. Minnesota, Amy Klobuchar, safe. Virginia, uh, Maryland, Delaware, New York, Vermont, uh, Maine, Massachusetts, Connecticut, Rhode Island. Obviously, they're all safe. Not a surprise. Um, and then, obviously, uh, the uh, Minnesota special election, likely Democratic. Same thing with Wisconsin, uh, Michigan, Ohio. Uh, Oh, and Pennsylvania is also safe Democratic. I forgot to mention that. But then also uh, uh, New Jersey, that's likely Democratic. And then um, and then uh, uh, right now uh, Montana and West Virginia are leaning Democratic. Um, Utah uh, Utah uh, Wyoming, Nebraska and Mississippi are all safe Republican. Uh, You know Uh, Mississippi special election is likely Republican, uh, Texas or, uh, yeah, or no, that's likely Republican. And then Texas, uh, is back in the lean Republican say, I believe last time it was in the tilt column, but no, I think it was in the lean column. So Texas lean Republican, uh, North Dakota has gone from just tilt Democratic or tilt Republican to lean Republican. So that's good for Republicans. And Tennessee, which the last episode we did, that was Tilt Democratic. Now it's Lean Republican, not Tilt Republican, but Lean Republican. If you look at all those states and you take out the Tilt states, but let's just say all the Tilt states are in the toss-up column. Guess what? Republicans already have 50 seats. Yeah, that's true. So even without Arizona, uh, Nevada, uh, Missouri – Indiana and Florida, all of which are considered to be the most competitive states, even without those, Republicans in this scenario already have um, a 50 seat majority. So that means if even if Democrats scoop up all the other states, Mike Pence still breaks the tie. So uh, if Democrats want to win, they have to flip one of the lean Republican states, or they, or, well, either they have to flip. Texas or Tennessee, which was going to be a hard, a daunting task. Tennessee, Trump won by 26 points. Uh, Trump won Texas by nine points. Uh, or they have to tell, or they have to flip uh, North Dakota uh, or or they have to hold on to North Dakota because there's a Democratic incumbent there. And then they have to hold on to all their turf, which means that Claire McCaskill must win in Missouri and, uh, Uh, Joe Donnelly must win in Indiana. Um, and, uh, uh, and Bill Nelson, again, he's in the fight of his life. He must win. He must, must, must. It is imperative that he must win in Florida. As long as Republicans can pick up or as long as Democrats can pick up Texas or Tennessee in this scenario, they can stand to lose North Dakota, but they can't stand to lose any other states. Then after that, they have to pick up two other states. Right now, Democrats all year have had their eye on picking up Nevada and Arizona. So if they did all that, Democrats would have, would have a 51-49 scenario. But it's obviously a very, very extraneous process. Which has led a lot of people to believe that Democrats most likely will not take control of the United States Senate. Um, uh, but a couple interesting. Ra- First of all, how do you think Republicans are going to do in the U.S. Senate this year? Yeah, I, I think that they're gonna
0: that they're gonna do really well. Actually, I, like you said, they're gonna do better than they are in the
1: House. So yeah. Well, the thing is, with the House, there's a lot of. A lot of that is Hillary Clinton country. A lot of those districts went for Hillary Clinton in 2016. This time, uh, a lot of the uh, the districts are um, are Trump country. So essentially, Trump country is deciding the fate of the U.S. Senate. Uh, so that really helps Republicans. And most most pundits do believe Republicans will probably gain at least one seat, probably in North Dakota, where. Heidi Heitkamp is now losing by big margins. Um, And again, uh, if you look at the recent polls, Phil Bredesen, the Democrat, a lot of people thought for a while he'd have a good chance there. Well, he's now losing by a big margin in the polls. Um, uh, Marsha Blackburn was beating him by 14 points in a recent poll. And now a lot of his voter base is shifting over to the Republicans. uh, So that might hurt him. And then in uh, Texas, uh, uh, Ted Cruz is leading Beto O'Rourke by 10 points in a recent poll, which makes Texas a more unlikely state for Democrats to pick up. That was always I think that was a wishful thinking type of state. I think. Listen, I've seen a lot of Democrats that have been salivating over the idea of defeating Ted Cruz. They hate, hate, hate Ted Cruz. But realistically, I don't think it's possible. I think political gravity is going to kick in, uh, and that's going to help Ted Cruz. But what about what do you think about Tennessee? Do you think because Phil Bredesen was leading here for like months and months and months? Do you think do you think political gravity is kicking in in Tennessee? Like maybe it's just the fact that it's a Republican state, and maybe that's the reason why Phil Bredesen is all of a sudden losing.
0: Yeah, I think so. And like I said, it's just the way how how the climate how how the Democrats have been behaving is just, you know, as far as the Kavanaugh thing, I think that has something to do with it as well.
1: Yeah. So right now Republicans have a 51 49 majority in the Senate. Um, But I'm predicting in terms of tilt States that um, the Democrats right now, I'm saying that Arizona is tilt democratic. Nevada was lean democratic, but Dean Heller has made a bit of a comeback in the polls. He's not doing great in the polls, but he is winning in a in a decent amount of polls. So he might so I think he has a better chance than he did. But right now, Nevada has gone from lean democratic to tilt democratic. Missouri is still tilt democratic. I still think Claire McCaskill has the slight edge here because I don't think Josh Hawley's the greatest candidate, but Josh Hawley does have demographics on his side. Indiana, again, I think this is tilt-democratic. I think Joe Donnelly has good approval ratings. He has a really big demographical disadvantage. It's going to be really hard for him to keep the seat, but I think with good approval ratings and the fact that uh, Democrats are expected to do really well in the Rust Belt this year, which is odd because that was the area that really helped put Donald Trump over the top in 2016, I think with all that, I think that would should help Joe Donnelly get reelected in the state of Tennessee, but um, but still very much in toss-up territory, which is why it's tilt Democratic. And then um, in Florida, that state is tilt Republican. I think uh, Rick Scott has done pretty well in the polls. I think it's good, but I think he's only going to get in by the skin of his teeth. I think it's going to be nearly tied on election night. It'll be like forty-nine point. 4% to 49.2%. And I don't think well, we may, we may not even know the winner on election night. Um, but, uh, but I think after that, I think eventually he'll be declared the winner. Um, and that, and then because I think he's doing really well in the polls, A lot of people are saying that if Andrew Gillum wins, there probably won't be a trade-off, but I disagree because if you go back to 2006 uh, Bill Nelson won re-election to his seat by al- almost two, 2 million votes, uh, and in spite of that, the Republican won the governor's race that exact same time by 7 points, a solid 7-point margin. So I'm predicting that Republicans still hold that seat. Or I-, I predict that they might pick up that seat, and I think they'll pick up in uh, in North Dakota. Um. And then, obviously, Montana again. Um, but what are your thoughts?
0: Yeah, I think – I agree with you on that. I think that Rick Scott, he'll, pro- he'll probably win, but not by months.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I agree with you. Um, what about um, Texas? Who do you think is going to win there? Yeah, again, I, I think Cruz is still going to remain. I, I, don't, I don't think that he's beatable there. I think he's still going to win. Yeah. And do you think Republican? Do you think Kevin Kramer is going to take down Heidi Heitkamp in North Dakota? Uh, probably not. Oh, you don't think he's going to? No, I, I don't. I don't think so. No. That's interesting because a lot of people think that's the best chance for Republicans to make a gain. Yeah, I mean, I I could see because of the the reasons why. I just don't think so. Yeah, well, a lot of people like to make the argument that Trump won by thirty six points here. Heidi Heitkamp only barely won in 2012 to her first term. She won by a point, and that was it. Um, And uh, on top of that, um, uh, right now she she took a lot of flack for voting against Kavanaugh. Uh, So a lot of people think that's going to hurt her, and she's losing by like eight points in the polls in a recent poll.
0: Yeah, I I could see that, that argument. But yeah. I, I still think that it is, I think she's going to win maybe by a small margin.
1: Uh, interesting. What about Missouri? Who do you think is going to win in Missouri? Claire McCaskill or Josh Hawley?
0: Hmm, Missouri. Um, probably I'm thinking the, is, is he, the incumbent is he running, right?
1: Yes, Claire McCaskill. Right, is the incumbent. so I think that I think that he's gonna win. Who, uh, Josh Hawley? Yes, he's not the incumbent. The incumbent is gonna win. Okay, Claire McCaskill, the Democrat, Who, is the incumbent. Right, she they're gonna win. Okay. Um. What about um, Indiana, Joe Donnelly, or? Uh, Joe Donnelly or Mike Braun, the Republican?
0: I think the Republican is going
1: to win that one. So you think the Republican is going to win there? So you think, Heidi Heitkamp, would you say that uh, North Dakota is tilt, lean, or likely Democrat? Nord, I
0: would say probably tilt.
1: All right. Let me see if I can change it. Okay. And then do you think um, – uh, Missouri is tilt Democrat. Um, yes. Okay. But you think the Republican Mike Braun will beat the incumbent Joe Donilon? I in think Indiana? so. Yeah. So, do you think that that's tilt lean or likely Republican? Probably likely. All right. Well, that is Mike Pence's home state. Um. What about West Virginia? Do you think they're going to, do you think Patrick, Pat Pat Morrissey is going to take down Joe Manchin? Joe Manchin is considered slightly favored here. What do you think?
0: Uh, well, I know I think West Virginia, they like Trump if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. So,
1: uh, but, uh, Manchin did vote for Brett Kavanaugh. Yeah, that is true. Yeah.
0: Hmm. That's tough.
1: I don't know. Uh,
0: I think that the, the base is still a Trump heavy over there.
1: So you think that Morrissey has a slight advantage? Yes. So you're going to say tilt Republican? Yep. All right. What about what, uh, Montana? Right now, uh, John Tester is the Democrat. He has good approval ratings, and he's running against a weak Republican, but still the demographics very much favor the Republicans. What do you think?
0: Yeah, that, that's what I was going to say. I think that's heavy, heavy Republican, so I don't know that the Democrat will survive, so it's probably, I'm going to say lean in Republican.
1: All right, that's lean Republican on your watch. Let's see if I can change that. All right. So then, um, what about uh, Arizona? Um, do you think uh, uh, Arizona is going to be lean or uh or who do you think is going to win in arizona do you think the republicans will keep that seat do you think martha McSally will win or do you think Kristen cinema the democrat will pick up that seat
0: no i mean I, I i still think arizona will stay republican i don't think the democrat will pick up the seat there do you think it's tilt lean likely or safe uh hmm um i don't want, not quite safe so i would i want to say uh Likely, yeah. I think likely. I mean, I want to say it's safe, but I don't, you know, John McCain. This is for the Senate, right? Yes, yes. Yeah, so, it, this is going to be John McCain's, um, no, it's Jeff, Jeff Flake's seat. So, uh, uh yeah, I'm I still, I think it's going to still remain Republican.
1: I, I'll like- say likely, likely, okay. And what about Nevada? Dean Heller is an unpopular incumbent, but he is doing – do, he is faring well in the polls, and, but this is a state Hillary Clinton won in 2016. Yeah, that is true. He's uh, doing okay in the polls. He's not doing great, but he's doing okay.
0: Right. I mean,
1: I, I just – I don't always go by the polls
0: sometimes because as we – you know, you saw what happened with the polls with, with Hillary and Trump, and it was not even close. Right. like the polls, so I don't always go, I don't always, the polls aren't always accurate 100%, so uh, I don't know, I, I, I think it's that the Republican will, will win slightly there.
1: So you think total Republican? Yeah. So, so by your calculations, you think uh, Republicans will gain one, two, three, four, five states. Oh, but do you think that? One question: Do you think the Republican will win in Tennessee? Huh,
0: Tennessee, Tennessee. Uh. Uh. Hmm. Who was Who the Democrat? Phil Bredesen, the former governor there. Right. Uh, that's gonna be tough. Governors use. Governors usually do well when they run for the Senate. Yeah. So, jeez. Uh, uh, I don't know. I, I, I think that that uh, the, the Democrats might. I don't want to. I hope not, but I'm thinking the Democrats might.
1: So, do you think that's tilt Repo- or tilt Democrat? Yeah, I think so. All right. So, by your calculations, uh, if you're correct. Republicans will end up with a 54 46 majority so they'll gain seats now my prediction right now Republicans have 51 49 seats in the Senate guess what if I'm right the uh, it's the same margin 51-49. Right. they don't there's no gains there's no losses for either of the party well there are gains but Nobody adds to the number of seats they have and nobody subtracts to the number of seats they have. Um, So overall, it is looking like Republicans, you you agree Republicans will do well in the U.S. Senate. Yes. Is there any specific race you want to talk about? Um,
0: No, I mean, well, Tennessee, I just, even though I think the Democrats is going to, take it because the governor, using governors do well. I
1: could be wrong. I'm hoping I'm wrong, but what do you think? Uh, I think it's lean Republican right now because uh, for many, many months, Phil Bredesen was doing very well in the polls. Recently, uh, the Republican, uh, Marsha Blackburn, took a ginormous lead in the polls and she was leading by 14 points. Now, I know the polls aren't always right, but a lot of the voter base that was voting for Phil Bredesen has kind of turned over to Marsha Blackburn, the Republican congresswoman. Um, and I think political gravity might be kev- kicking in. Like, I think if she wins, she's only going to win because it's a red state. But I do think political gravity is going to kick in. Yeah, I could see your point there. But anyways, so you predict Republicans win forty. 50- 40- 54 to 46? Yeah, I think so. I th- All right, I that's think... interesting. All right, so what is the one state you'd like to see uh, Republicans win in the most? Um, probably I would say
0: Arizona and uh, Tennessee.
1: mm are there any other races you want to talk – Well, oh, what about uh, Mississippi? That's probably going to go the Republican, but the Democrat – some people think the Democrat might come in first on election night, but in – because in Mississippi, they – all the candidates are listed as nonpartisan on the ballot, um, uh, and then also he, he might do really – the Democrat, Mike Espy – Might do well with African American voters. And also, there are two Republican, major Republicans running that might split the vote. Also, the fact that it's nonpartisan might help because people can't, people in Mississippi that are Republican can't just go to the polls and say, oh, well, that guy has an R next to his name. I guess I'll vote for him. A lot of people like to do that, even though if they don't look into the candidates. But It's going to be very hard for them to do that this time, because uh, right now, um, because right now, it's all the candidates are listed as nonpartisan. But because there are two, there are three major candidates, that might make it impossible for Mike Espy to get 50% of the vote that might make it impossible for any candidate to get 50% of the vote, in which case there has to be a runoff because of Mississippi state law. Um, So they'd have to have a runoff in December. And some people believe most, most pundits believe the Republican Cindy Hyde Smith would win handily in, in December in a runoff because there's typically Republicans tend to benefit in runoffs because there's a lot less minority turnout during runoffs
0: yeah, I, I agree with you there.
1: So, um, anything else you want to say about the Senate, or should we move on to the governor's mansions? Yeah, let's, let's move on to the governor. All righty, then. So, and apparently Trump really wants John Tester, the Democrat in Montana, to lose because he's been campaigning in Montana a lot. So the governor's races, this is getting really, really interesting. It's about 50-50 as to who is going to take a contr- uh, control of the governorships nationally. Um, uh, right now, Democrats have a lot more chances to make gains. Um, they do need a very, very unusually high number to take a majority of governorships. I think they need 10 at least tend to take control of the the National Governors Association. But there are a lot of places they have chances to make gains, and not a lot of places Republicans can make gains. Republicans can only hope. Here, Here's what I put down. So right now the, there are three safe Democratic states, California, Hawaii, and my state of New York. Uh, right now there are eight likely Democratic states, or eight likely Democratic states. Oregon, uh, uh, Minnesota, uh, Illinois, uh, Michigan, uh, Pennsylvania, uh, Connecticut, and Rhode Island. These are all likely Democratic states. Um, um, uh, Right now, there are three uh, lean Democratic states. Uh, Maine, Colorado, and Florida. These states are all leaning Democratic. Um, and then... Uh, sorry. And then uh, there are three lean Republican states. South Dakota, Oklahoma, and New Hampshire. Uh, and then there are also five likely Republican states. Uh, Alaska, Arizona, uh, Tennessee, Maryland, and Vermont. And then there are, there's one tilt Republican state in Georgia. And then um, there's, uh, there are eight safe Republican states in Idaho, Wyoming, Nebraska, uh, Texas, Arkansas, Alabama, South Dakota, and Ma- Massachusetts, your home state. Odd- oddly enough, since that's considered a Democratic stronghold, but most people agree that, again, Republican is probably, there's virtually no chance of Jay Gonzalez le- winning. Let me ask you this. Do you plan to vote for Charlie Baker? Uh, 200% no.
0: No? Not a chance. I don't like him at all.
1: I'm assuming you're not going to vote for Jay Gonzalez, the Democrat. No. Do you know who you plan to vote for? I, if you don't, if you don't mind me asking,
0: I it's I don't know if I'm I don't know. That's a really difficult. I'm still looking at all the candidates right now.
1: Uh, are you? Do you plan to vote for Deal, the Democrat, who or the Republican who's running in, against Elizabeth Warren? Uh no, I'm not really. I thought he was pretty conservative.
0: Well, I don't know if it, if it's true. I mean, I gotta really do some more because you know some some candidates they'll just go with the where the wind blows and think that they're gonna they're gonna gain. You know, they they lie basically. So,
1: yeah. Well, um, let's look at some. Other areas. Um, So. um, So, oh, yeah. And then the tilt Democratic states are Nevada, Kansas, Iowa, Wisconsin and Ohio. So what are your first of all, how do you think Republicans are going to fare in the governor's races? Uh, And what are your thoughts on these predictions?
0: Well, I, I know there's I think still currently there's more Republicans, governors, if I'm not mistaken, than Democrat governors.
1: Yes, there so, are. I think there's thirty-one to nineteen. Right. So I,
0: I think the trend's gonna continue. I just think that they may even gain some more governorships, I think.
1: You think so? Yeah. Okay. Well right now, um New Mexico, uh Iowa, uh and Michigan uh are all or sorry, not, no New Mexico, Illinois, and Michigan. Are all uh, likely Democratic states? They all went for uh, for uh, Democrat. Or they're all they're considered Democratic states. They're all likely Democratic. They have Republican incumbents, but they'll probably flip for the Democrats. They're considered, for the most part, pretty Democratic states. Um, But they're currently held by Republicans. So that's three. They tend to make uh, to get a majority of governorships. Uh, right now, Maine and Florida are favored for the Democrats. So that's another two. So now they need five more seats to make gains. They could try picking up uh, a seat in Nevada. Right now, I, I'm I'm predicting the most likely places they could go would be Nevada, Kansas, Iowa, uh, and Ohio. But what do you think about? Um, because right now, there aren't a lot of places for Republicans to make gains. They Right now, most people believe Republicans will make a gain in Alaska, but that's going to be from an independent. Uh, right now, there's an independent governor in Alaska, Bill Walker. He's unpopular. Also, he was able to win. Uh, he was able to get, become governor in 2014 because he did so well in uh, or because he had the endorsement of the Alaska Democratic Party. This year, he doesn't. This year, Mark Begich, the former U.S. senator, does. So that means they'll probably split the vote. And since Alaska is a red state, they'll probably go to the Republican. Um, so that's going to help Republicans. It's believed that'll help Republicans. Um, but what do you think about the fact that South Dakota and Oklahoma are just lean Republican?
0: Well, I mean South Oklahoma, I mean they do have there's there's a lot of uh Republic or conservative leaning people there I think. Um so yeah, I I don't I, I could see why it's leaning Republican and what's the other state again?
1: South Dakota. South
0: Dakota, yeah. Uh that
1: I don't know. But these are all overwhelmingly Republican states. I mean, Trump won every single county in Oklahoma in 2016. What do you think about the fact that it's only leaning Republican, not even likely Republican, but leaning Republican?
0: Yeah, that's hard to understand what's going on. There's got
1: to be a... So right now the polls are nearly deadlocked. Right now in Oklahoma, uh, Kevin Stitt is a Republican businessman. He's running... Um, and the Democrat is Drew Edmondson, the former attorney general. Uh, and, uh, right now, uh, in Oklahoma, their current Republican governor, Mary Fallon is the most unpopular governor in the entire country. Um, so Democrats think, well, maybe we can benefit from that. And maybe that could help us win. And they also have a a record of democratic governors from 2003 to 2011, Brad Henry was the governor and he was a Democrat. So Democrats think, okay, maybe we have a chance here. Now political gravity will probably kick in, but it's looking like it's going to be a narrow, surprisingly tight race for the Republican, Kevin Stitt.
0: Yeah. It's hard to, uh, to understand why that's going on there. I don't understand.
1: But you know what I think it is? It's the same thing with, uh, Massachusetts your state where, where they have a, a Republican governor there or in Maryland where they have a Republican governor or Vermont where they have a Republican governor it's kind of the same dynamic it's like uh, sort of um, and then in South Dakota for some reason the polls are really close in South Dakota uh, and some of the polls actually show Billy Sutton the Democrat ahead and um, which is shocking because South Dakota The last time South Dakota had a uh a Democratic governor was in the nineteen seventies. Oh. That's how long ago they had a Democratic governor. So it would be historic if Billy Sutton, the Democrat, defeated Christy Nome, the Republican, running to replace uh Dennis Doggard. Um but it's still fascinating to watch. Um uh but, uh, but even if it's really a lose lose scenario because if if Christy Nome doesn't win by at least ten points or more, then pundits are really gonna be scratching their heads the very next day. I think it's gonna be a lo- big loss for Republicans if Christy Nome doesn't win by at least ten points, because guess what? Then, I mean, considering the political landscape of that state, I mean, it's going to be really, really embarrassing for a lot of Republicans there. And it'll be a big sign of a blue wave because if they can't, if they can't even easily win in South Dakota, I mean, how are they going to hold their turf in a lot of other states and especially in swing states and other traditionally blue states?
0: Yeah, I, I agree with you there.
1: Yeah. Um but what are your thoughts on the fact that South Dakota is so close? Why do you think Billy Sutton is doing so well in the polls? Yeah, that's – that's uh, I don't
0: understand. I mean, you said he was a former uh, attorney general?
1: No, that's Drew Edmondson. Oh, Drew uh, Edmondson is in Oklahoma.
0: Right. Uh, I, I don't know how to explain it, Then I don't know.
1: Yeah, but in Oklahoma, even though it has a track record of Democratic governors, it would still be – Like embarrassing for Republicans if they lost this seat because Republican Donald Trump won every single county in Oklahoma in 2016. Right, same thing with Mitt Romney in 2012.
0: Um, do they? I forget. Do they like Trump, the
1: one who's running, or he or
0: he's anti-Trump?
1: Kevin Stitt. Yeah. Yes, he likes Trump. He's a big Trump guy, to my knowledge.
0: And it's still close, huh? huh? Yeah. I don't know then.
1: Yeah. Well, again, I think political gravity will set in and Republicans will probably hold their turf in these states, but it's still going to be very fascinating to watch and very down to the wire. Um, and then New Hampshire has gone from likely Republican to just lean Republican. Um, again, the Republican governor there, Chris Sununu, still has a lead in the polls, but his lead has shrunk significantly. And I think this might be one state where the Kavanaugh hearings might be hurting the Republicans because again, Molly Kelly, the Democrat there made Kavanaugh an issue. She really, really knocked him hard for not being hard enough on Republicans for Kavanaugh. A lot of people in New Hampshire, I mean, they're live free. There a lot of people in New Hampshire are libertarians and I guess they, they weren't, they aren't very happy about Kavanaugh, his stance on the fourth amendment. Um, but aside from that, she's really hit him hard on that. And ever since then, the polls have really, really tightened. Now he still has very good approval ratings, still a very popular governor. I think he's amongst – he's in the top seven most popular governors. So most people do believe eventually he will uh, win out in the state. But, uh, but yeah, for the most part, now, now it's only lean Republican. So that's pretty – what are your thoughts on that?
0: Yeah, I, I think – like you said, it's a lot of libertarians there and they if, if they because of Kavanaugh, that's probably having something to do with it. But yeah. I, th- I think that uh I think that eventually that then that uh the
1: Republicans will win. I agree. It's just it's gone from likely Republican to lean Republican. Um Massachusetts still safe Republican. Why, why do you think that your state, a state that where both where Hillary Clinton won every single district in 2016 and Obama won every single district in 2012, uh, a, a state where there are zero Republicans currently representing the state in Congress? Why do you think that state is now safe Republican?
0: Because Baker is just a Republican in name. That's what I think. You think so? Yeah, he's a Republican in name. I mean, everyone knows it They're- if I didn't know he was Republican, and I looked at the things he did, I would
1: think that he was Democrat. So I think he's, he's Republican in name, and that's that's it. Do you think he has to be like that? Or do you think he wouldn't be able to survive in a state like Massachusetts if he didn't act like that? Yeah, he, I don't think he'd be able to survive. But I think
0: that I don't think he's acting. I think this is how he is. Yeah. Well,
1: what did you think of Bill Weld? Uh, I I liked him. Yeah, because he was kind of like that. He was kind of like Charlie Baker. And Charlie Baker worked for Bill Weld. Because, again, Bill Weld was like a pro-choice, like, sort of, like, you know, pro-government healthcare care sort of Republican. And uh, he's the same way, or what's-his-name is the same way, uh, Charlie Baker. But what did Jay Gonzalez do wrong? Because Jay Gonzalez even though you know Charlie Baker is a Republican in name he still has an R next to his name and that should still hurt any republican in spite of their positions in massachusetts why why don't why do you think jay Gonzalez isn't doing better and that
0: that's a good question uh i don't i mean i i don't even he i don't even i don't think he has name recognition i don't even really know him that much and so I just, are the Democrats throwing any money at him?
1: Or are they, are they, uh... Not really. See, think... And a lot of Democratic establishment figures have been endorsing Baker. Like the mayor of Quincy, Massachusetts, who's a big staunch progressive Democrat, announced he's going to be voting for Charlie Baker and endorsed him. Yeah. And there are like a ton of different... know, let me pull up the list of all the endorsements Charlie Baker has.
0: Yeah, that, that's what I think is going on. The Democrats, I think they pretty much abandon abandon their uh, guy, and that's and they're not helping him at all.
1: Yeah, but he's losing by forty points yeah, in a recent poll. Forty points. That's huge. And this is this is Massachusetts. Um, do you think it would hurt Charlie Baker if he acted more like, say, Scott Brown? I th- I
0: think it would, yeah. In this climate, in, in this climate, they would definitely hurt him more. Yeah, but I wouldn't believe him anyway. I, don't, I wouldn't. I wouldn't believe him. I think this he, that he's the way he is. I don't think if he act if he did that, it wouldn't be believable. Not to me anyway.
1: Yeah, let me see if I can find. Okay, so here are all the people that uh, are endorsing Charlie Baker. Christopher Markey, the Democratic State Representative; David Nangel, the Democratic State Representative; Brian Arie- Ar- Arigo, the Democratic Mayor of Revere; Bill uh, Carpenter, the Independent Mayor of Brockton; uh, Giselle Correa, the Mayor, the Democratic Mayor of Fall River; Stephen uh, Dinaschel, De- De- the Democratic Mayor of uh, uh, of um, of Woodburn, um, the the Democratic mayor of uh, Newbenport is endorsing him. Uh, Tom Koch, the mayor of Quincy, is endorsing him. Um, Dan- Daniel Rivera, the mayor of La- the Democratic mayor of Lawrence, endorsing him. Uh, William Samaras, the Democratic mayor of Lo- Lowell endorsing him, William Sapelli, the Democratic, oh, he's an independent, um, Brian Sullivan, the Democratic mayor of Westfield, Joe, uh, Joe Sullivan, the Democratic mayor of Braintree, I mean, these are all really, really Democratic people, yeah. and Jay Gonzalez, okay, he still has Barack Obama on his side, and I've been told by some people in the state that um, they, um, uh, I've been told by some people in the state of Massachusetts that they think that um, that that apparently Elizabeth Warren has been like really endorsing Jay Gonzalez heavily. So why why isn't that making up the difference? And most people believe. Elizabeth Warren will win reelection by a big margin this year. Why isn't that carrying over and helping Jay Gonzalez?
0: Well, I just think that there's too many uh Democrats supporting uh Baker, which is have you in history have you ever heard of such a thing where Democrats are endorsing the Republican candidate in any uh
1: race at all? Well, I do know in history candidates where there was there were Republicans endorsing uh democrats there are more, i remember um my, my dad used to work for george pataki the republican governor of new york he's the most recent republican governor of new york he was one of the lesser known candidates for president in 2016 when he first ran in 1994 a ton of democrats were endorsing mario cuomo the democratic incumbent who's the father of andrew cuomo the current governor we have here um to a point where even rudy giuliani who you know is very kissy kissy, lovey lovey with Trump. He endorsed Mario Cuomo over George Pataki, the Republican. And there were multiple, multiple, multiple Republicans, mainly establishment Republicans, that endorsed Mario Cuomo. Yet, in spite of that, I guess it was a wave year for Republicans. So, I guess in spite of that, Pataki narrowly won. Right.
0: Yeah. I. I don't. I know. I. That's it's difficult to understand. What I mean, I mean, I well, you know, I don't like I don't like her as any. She's not really someone someone that 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 she has name recognition, but it's, I don't think that that's going to help um, the candidate there. I, don't, I just don't think it's enough.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Well, and then also. Um... In Kansas, which I have listed as tilt Democratic, we can talk about that in a second, that state, um, in that state, uh, uh, Kelly, the Democrat running, I think her name is Laura Kelly, um, she is, she has the endorsement of a bunch of different Republicans. She's the Democrat, but she has a bunch of an endorsement from a bunch of different Republicans, including the former Republican governor and his former Republican lieutenant governor. And the former Republican U.S. senator there who was appointed to that seat after Bob Dole resigned. Oh. Yeah. Because Bob Dole resigned when he ran for president in 1996. I guess the Washington Post is only listing it as likely Republican, but everybody else is listing it as safe Republican every single other person is listing it as a uh, safe republican yeah i do i oh oh yeah never mind yeah i still don't understand why they're only listing it as likely republican yeah but um, i think it's safe i think so too but maryland maryland the only reason maryland is not a safe republican state as of this moment is because of the fact that Maryland doesn't really have a history of re-electing Republican governors. I think they've only re-elected one Republican governor in history, and that was 60 years ago. But, I mean, the race is all but decided for Larry Hogan. I mean, Larry Hogan is winning by 20-some-odd points, and he's leading by, like, nine points. I think that the most narrow poll shows him leading by nine points. So why do you think he's doing so well? I mean, he's centrist, but he's not as anywhere near as centrist as Charlie Baker is. Um, I mean, he didn't vote for Trump, but I think he's like still pro life and whatnot. Why is he doing so well in a state like that? Do you think?
0: Yeah, that's uh, another one of those. I don't, I don't understand why he's doing so well there. I mean, he shouldn't be, but he. I don't understand. I don't know. It's very difficult to to understand why these things are happening. I mean, I have I'd have to to go there and interview a lot of people and ask them their reasons.
1: Yeah. Do you do you think that it could be because Ben Jealous ran a poor campaign, the Democrat? Because the Democrat right now he got into a lot of trouble because for two reasons. Number one, he was asked. This person, this reporter, came up to him. Like, they're all there's this one forum he had, and it was like being filmed for the six o'clock news. And all these reporters were there, and he's talking all about his platform and whatnot. And one reporter asked him, She said, You know, the RGA, the Republican Governors Association, has run ads calling you a socialist. Uh, Larry Hogan has called you a socialist. You know, what, what are your, what's your response? You know, are you a socialist? And he's and he went on, he didn't really answer the question, but he went on this long tangent about how it was like disgraceful and how he thought it would he come he said oh this is like when Barry Goldwater compared Martin Luther King to a socialist and then the one lady says okay but do you self-identify as a socialist and he says are you bleeping kidding me except he actually says the word it's not like he doesn't say are you effing kidding me he actually says the f word right there in front of Multiple different reporters while being filmed for the six o'clock news.
0: Yeah, that's that's just idiotic what he did. That's just, yeah, yeah. That 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 I think that has a lot to do with it as, as well. It doesn't look good. It doesn't play out well.
1: Yeah. So that there's that, and then the other thing that's really really hurting him is um, uh, is the fact that he put out a tweet. Or he put out this tweet time about the war on drugs and whatnot, and improving the criminal justice system. And somebody replied to that tweet that said it was very vulgar. It said "f word those cops." You know those you know f those cops. You know cops are effing rats. They're they're the effing worst. They're rats. They're disgusting human beings. You know those effing cops deserve to be killed. And his official campaign account liked that comment
0: yeah that's that's uh that's That's
1: bad that's
0: bad isn't, isn't even the word that's just that's suicidal to like something like that
1: yeah when i i guess the maryland police department or some big police department endorsed larry hogan and i guess it was a major major it's like a major thing in Maryland, like, like, that's a big endorsement you need if you want to get elected in the state, in the state of Maryland. And Larry Hogan got that endorsement right after uh, Ben Jealous, the Democrat, did that. So do you think that, do you think that, because Ben Jealous, before this, he was the president of the NAACP, but he never really got into politics. He was kind of a political outsider. Obviously, that helps some people like Trump, but do you think he just, he just doesn't really know how to be a politician, maybe, like, maybe... He's struggling with this type of stuff because you know he's new to politics. Yeah, but I mean, you don't
0: like a com- uh, That's just you don't like a comment that has such you know things like that in there. Why would you even do that? Or well,
1: his excuse was that. Uh, and here's what the excuse he made. He said he was disturbed by the tweet, but what happened was somebody else who was running. He had somebody running his account. And the person who ran his account accidentally hit the heart button when looking at replies to that tweet, but he said he does he doesn't run his excuses that he doesn't run his account, and that that's why the, the tweet was liked. He was very apologetic about that, but still, it's gonna hurt you.
0: Yeah, that's not gonna help. You need to to to, I mean, I don't to fire, get that whoever did it needs to be fired or recommended or something.
1: Yeah, well, and he was arguing the person who did it, did it by accident, like their their fingers slipped and they hit that. But I remember I reported on it the week it happened on Politics Weekly, and I had Jack Bergeson on, one of the candidates for governor of Kansas, and he was a progressive Democrat, and he was saying that um, and I asked him, "Do you think this is kind of the the dangers of social media?" And he's like, "Yeah, um." But, yeah, there's that state. Um, what about Kansas? Because right now I'm listening; it as tilt Democratic. Uh, Kansas has had a record of Democratic governors for a while. From 2003 to 2011, they had a Democratic governor. Um, Laura Kelly is the Democrat, and she's doing pretty well in the polls. She has a narrow but consistent lead over Chris Kobach, the Republican. And it should also be noted that this is looking to be a three-way race between those two Laura Kelly the democrat, Chris Kobach the republican and Greg Orman the independent because Greg Orman was the nominee was the was an independent candidate for two uh, for senate in 2014 and the democrats didn't run a candidate they just cross endorsed him and they thought maybe he could win and maybe he could caucus with the democrats and that could help them keep the senate that didn't happen but um, still, uh, in, in a state like Kansas, that could, uh, that could really help, uh, a candidate like, um, but still, but still this year, cause this year they're not endorsing him this year. They're not, endor- the Democrats aren't endorsing him. They're running their own candidate and there was an attempt to try and get him off the ballot. That looks to be failing, but still he's. He could play spoiler. Nobody believes he's going to win, but he could play spoiler um, in this race. Um,
0: spoiler for the
1: Democrats? Spoiler for Democrats. Maybe even a spoiler for the Republicans. We don't know. So, um, but right now I'm saying it's tilting because he. here's the thing. he Nobody really knows where his political leanings are because he's donated to a lot of Democratic candidates, but he's also donated to a lot of Republican candidates in the past. And he hasn't said whether he likes Trump or not. So he could take, he could play, and most people expect he'll gain like 9% in the polls. But right now I'm thinking Laura Kelly wins because it is an open seat. And Chris Kobach is a controversial candidate there, even in a state like Kansas. Yeah, yeah, I agree with you on that. But do you think... do you think this is bad? a bad sign for Republicans? I mean, you have South Dakota only leading Republican, Oklahoma only leaning Republican. Now you have Kansas, which is tilting towards the Democrats. Do you think that that's a bad sign for them? I mean,
0: yeah, I think it's a bad sign. Yeah, I, I do. But I, I still think that ultimately that um, the uh, political gravity will
1: kick in. You think so? I think, I hope so. Um, Let's talk about Colorado. This might be the only state now where Republicans have a realistic chance of making a gain from Democrats. Of course, they're probably going to make a gain in Alaska. Most people think they will, but that'll be from an independent. This could be the only state where Republicans might make a gain from the Democrats because Colorado is, uh, it is a a toss-up state. It's a purple state. Uh, it did go for Hillary Clinton in 2016. And yes, it did go for Obama in 2012. Um, but it is, uh, it did go to them narrowly. It did go to them narrowly. Um, and they have done well uh, in recent years in terms of getting Republican statewide elected officials in office in Colorado. So maybe the Republican here, Walker Stapleton, who's actually a second cousin. Of President George W. Bush, perhaps they'll have a chance here. But right now, I'm saying it's leaning Democratic because of the fact that, um, because of the fact that it has been leaning more Democratic in past years. Yes, it was narrow a narrow win for Hillary. Yes, it was a narrow win for Obama. But it was still a win nonetheless in this in a purple state. So um, right now, I'm saying it's leaning Democratic. And also, Jared Polis. Has a narrow, the Democrat has a narrow but consistent lead in the polls. So I'm going to say this is leaning Democratic. Uh, What are your thoughts on Colorado? Do you think Republicans have a chance to make a gain here?
0: The economy and and how's it doing there
1: right now? I think the economy is pretty good, but most people tend to uh, think the good, most people tend to attribute the good economy in Colorado to the legalization of marijuana there. That is true. Yeah. Because there've been a lot of businesses that have opened up and a lot of Republicans opposed that. uh, So Democrats can say, Oh, see, we uh, supported this. Uh, So therefore um, we, uh, you know, we, we supported it and therefore we are to attribute for the economy. Um, So there was that. And then, um, on top of that, in a state like Colorado, um, uh, Trump isn't mo- the most popular guy there because of what happened with Jeff Sessions trying to get the federal government to intervene to intervene and stop them from, uh, uh, from, uh, or they tried to intervene and change their marijuana laws. Like essentially, the federal government came in and said, "Okay, we're going to try and change the law so that." You know, the the war on drugs can still continue in Colorado um, and and Colorado and marijuana would still be illegal in Colorado because of the federal government, in spite of the fact that the state legislature passed it, which is kind of a violation of the 10th Amendment. But needless to say, people in Colorado were not happy when Jeff Sessions did that and they got really mad at Trump because of that. Um, So uh, that might help. The Democrat in the state as well, but you'd think because Colorado is a purple state, uh, maybe just maybe, you know, they, they I'm not sure if you've ever seen the show last man standing on, I think it's on Fox now, yeah, but that, it. yeah, it takes place in Colorado. So if you know anything about Colorado, they do have those big progressive people like the son-in-law on the show who acts all liberal and loves Bernie Sanders but they also have their gunslinging conservatives like Tim Allen in the show. So it could go either way. Um, but uh, right now you'd think that the can't, at least one of the two candidates would act kind of centrist. None of them really are. I mean, Walker Stapleton um, is pretty much running as, cons- as conservative, a conservative campaign as you could possibly think of. Um, he, you know, he's running this. Um, he's running like an anti-illegal immigrant, uh, a pro uh, or an a pro tax cut type of platform. Um, uh, whereas uh, Jared Polis is running like a really far left campaign. He's running like a, a pro Medicare, like he agrees with uh, Ocasio Cortez and Sanders is. Uh, medicare for all plan he um he agrees with it um so there's that and then um he also while he was in the house he co-sponsored a bill to introduce articles of impeachment against donald trump um so again they're both running really really far really really partisan left and partisan left right partisan right campaigns um he's as polis is as far as to to the left as you can get stapleton is as far to the right as you can get ultimately polis is favored but ultimately it's going to come down to are the big hippy dippy progressives like the son-in-law and last man standing going to come out to vote for polis is he going to have a good turnout or, or are the big gun-slinging republicans gonna come out for stapleton uh you know what what's it going to be
0: yeah, I agree with that. It's, it's going to depend on, on um, who's more energized. With if, if if the you know left are more energized, then they'll take it. But I mean, it's unusual for the right to be more energized because they're in power. But because of Kavanaugh and other things that's been going on, the right is also energized. So I, I don't know. It, it could go either way. I think.
1: Yeah. Um. So that's an interesting state. Um, if you if you had to favor, if you had to lean it towards one person, who would you lean it towards? Uh, that's tough. I mean, I don't know the demographic as far as percentage-wise. Left. There are a lot of minorities in that state. There are a lot of gunslinging Republicans in that state. But one of the reasons Democrats have – it used to be a pretty safe red state. But part of the reason Democrats have done their well there in recent years is because of the growing – uh, Hispanic population in Colorado then I'm
0: going to say it's, it's going to probably be, be go towards the Democrat then
1: yeah Jared Polis and if Jared Polis wins he'll be the first openly gay governor in the country he won't be the first openly gay he won't be the first open LGBT governor because that because w- that, Kate Brown is currently the governor of Oregon and she's openly bisexual but if he wins he'll be the first openly gay man like you know Yeah. Um, Lupe Valdez is also hoping to be the first openly gay governor in Texas, but most people believe she's not going to win. Greg Abbott is winning by ginormous margins in the polls. And Greg Abbott is considered uh, a popular governor there. Um, Another state that's leaning towards the Democrats, Florida. What are your thoughts on Florida leaning towards, or sorry, leaning towards the Democrats? What are your thoughts on that?
0: Yeah, that one Um, It's hard for me to believe. I mean, I don't know why they're
1: they're – Well, right now, Andrew Gillum – so it's Andrew Gillum versus Ron DeSantis. So Andrew Gillum was not expected to win. He was coming in fourth in a lot of the polls and during the primaries. But in an upset, he won. And he's been gaining – here's the thing. A lot of Republicans have been attacking him. And this is another state, like with Colorado, where there are no centrist candidates. Ron DeSantis is pretty much getting as populist as you can be as a Republican. He's as populist Republican, conservative Republican as you can be. He had an ad where he had where he acts really creepy about Trump and like he like raises his children, like he like he put like a Make America 1Z on his infant child and he he's playing like building blocks with his kids but he's building the wall and then he's reading uh, a, a children's book to his young child to to go to bed. But it's actually a book of Trump's tweets. Um, and, and he acts and like the whole point of the ad was to show how much he loves Donald Trump. Yeah, that I think that's just
0: way over the line. That's just like you said, it's creepy. And to me, it's not even genuine. I, I think it's. It doesn't come across as being genuine. That's
1: Yeah. You know, well, Trump uh, did endorse him. Um but and I'll talk about California, even though the Republican isn't expected to win there. But yeah, it, it is a little bizarre. Um but uh there's that. <clears throat> um and then um Donald Trump so Donald Trump did endorse him, but again, it's it's still it is still very Bizarre, but he's coming from the radical right. Meanwhile, Andrew Gillum is coming from the radical left. He's co- going as far left as you can possibly be. He's like pro Medicare for all. He believes healthcare is a human right. Um, uh, and he, uh, he believes all that type of stuff. Um, you know, he wants to, re- you know, he, 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 I think he believes in sanctuary cities Um. He has he, he's pro gun control. Uh, he has a very 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 far left agenda. He, um, but uh, so he's coming as far from the left as he can possibly be. He's a big progressive, and uh, Ron DeSantis is coming far from the right. Uh, so this is going to be a really interesting battle. But right now, um, Andrew Gillum is expected to win due to the fact that he's leaning, he's favored currently because he's been gaining a lot of momentum, especially amongst African-American crowds, which leads me to believe that a lot of African-Americans are going to turn out for Andrew Gillum, and that's probably going to put him over the top in a state like Florida. Yeah, I... And also, if he wins, he'll be the first African-American governor of florida in history and the first democratic governor of florida since the 1990s essentially when since jeb bush became governor there hasn't been a democratic governor of florida so but if andrew Gillum wins that that'll change that
0: yeah i just don't understand that that the floridians they're liking this far leftist stuff i don't understand
1: that well and it could also be the demographics. But I'm I'm predicting it's going to be like New Hampshire in twenty sixteen, because if you look at New Hampshire in twenty sixteen, uh, in the governor's race, Republicans picked it up. In the Demo- in the Senate race, Democrats picked that up. So it was almost like a trade off. So I'm thinking it's gonna be a trade off. I think Democrats are gonna win the governorship, but I think the current governor is gonna win the Senate seat. So it's gonna be a trade off. Right. But that's just my view. Um, and then um so that's another interesting seat. Right now, Maine leaning blue. Um, what are your thoughts on that? That's a traditionally blue seat. Um, right now, Democrats, you'd think that they'd be making it about Trump, but they're not because even though Trump lost Maine overall, he still won an electoral vote out of Maine due to split voting. And he came close to winning Maine's at large district. Um, so, but what they're making, what Democrats are trying to link the Republican Sean Moody to. Uh, is Paula Page the in, the the, uh, the incumbent? Because Paula Page has had a lot of racial gaffes. Like there was one um, <clears throat> uh, interview he had where he was talking about drug dealers, and he's like, um, and he and he says they he says something to the effect of they come in, they have the names D Bunny or D uh, D Money and Sleazy and and Shirt Nick. Uh, and they come to Maine, uh, and then they leave the state, and often before they leave, they impregnate young white girls. Oh, wow. Yeah. Oops. (laughs) So he's the incumbent Republican. He can't run for re-election because of term limits. But right now, businessman Sean Moody wants to replace him, Uh, but he made that. He also made a bunch of other gaffes. There's like a huge, there's a video on YouTube with all these gaffes, all these racist gaffes. And there was also this scandal where he was caught. He, he like threatened a reporter because he called up a reporter and he says, listen, I, because he was a big Italiano guy. Italian. And he calls up and he like has like this Italian like rage. And he says, uh, he's like, listen, I Paul LePage, am not a racist prove to me one thing i said that was a racist you big scumbag you mo- big uh-huh. mother bleeping scumbag wow. and he and he says that while he's the governor wow <laughs> so he's on his second term he got reelected because it was a republican wave year and the democrats suffered from lack of name recognition but um yeah so he's can't run again so Sean moody is running This is a blue state. Sean Moody might have a chance here, but again, the state is overall favored towards the Democrat, uh, Janet Mills, who is the Attorney General. What are your thoughts?
0: Yeah, it's definitely favored because there's no way someone like that is going to win. It's not, you know, he. Well,
1: well, Sean Moody isn't the one who said it, Sean Moody is being linked to the governor who said it. So is like guilty
0: by association almost. They're, they're making him, when you link someone to something like that, they're guilty by association and that might hurt.
1: Yeah. Um, so that's another place Democrats could make pickups. Um, right now, um, uh, Ohio, a state Trump won by 10 points, or eight points, sorry, is now tilting Democratic and the reason I have it as tilt Democratic is because if um, if Sherrod Brown wins by a big margin, which most people think he will, that's going to seep into the governor's race. What are your thoughts on that? Um, uh, I mean, I think it's maybe it, it's likely Democrat. You think it's likely Democrat? Yeah. Because right now the polls are, like, pretty much tied. It's a virtual dead heat in the polls right now.
0: Yeah, I, 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 st- I still think it's likely Democrat.
1: Yeah, that's interesting. Um, what about Wisconsin? Do you think Scott Walker's done? Uh, Scott, I think. Who, who's running? Tony Evers. The reason Scott Walker is considered vulnerable is because he sold out a lot of jobs to Foxtrot. He made like a deal with Foxtrot, which moved a lot of jobs overseas out of Wisconsin. So that hurt him. Um, and then also there was like the special election measure he tried to pass that was controversial. So these have lowered his approval numbers a great deal. Um, but yeah. Yes. That. Yeah, I think then
0: he's probably, he, he is vulnerable and For good reason
1: yeah um what about iowa this is a real real dead heat fred hubel the democrat trying to take down the incumbent kim reynolds kim reynolds became governor after the resignation of uh terry Branstead after he became trump's ambassador to china (laughs) right now kim reynolds is in the fight of her life to try and win uh election to a full term do you think she's gonna do it or no?
0: I think she's. I think she's gonna do it. Even you said it's a. Tu- it's
1: a dead heat right now. It's a dead heat. Yes, I. Some th- people think right now the Democrat has a slight lead, and some people think it's likely Democratic, but who knows?
0: Yeah, I don't. I don't know. I. I think that she's. She'll win not by a big margin, but I think she'll win.
1: Yeah, some people believe that. Um, The reason the Democrat is going to win is because – or some people think the Democrat will win because um, he – right now there are two really contentious congressional races in the House, and some Democrats are really, 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 really hopeful that there could be big turnout in those two House races, and that could seep into the governor's race.
0: Yeah, I mean it's it's possible, but I don't know. I mean, we'll have to see how energized the Democrat base really is. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I know that my base is pretty, uh, pretty, pretty energized right now. We're normally not because we're in power, but I, I think we're, and at least I know I'm
1: pretty energized. Yeah. But do you think do you think Republicans are might not come, go out to vote because they might be afraid? A lot of Republicans might think, "Oh well, they're saying Democrats are going to win. They said the same thing in 2016, and Trump still won." Do you think they might take that for granted and not go to the polls?
0: Well, I think <coughs> I think because of that, they're going to go go to the polls because they they're going to be angry that uh, they're that there are reports coming out saying that the Democrats already got this in the bag, and they're going to be mad, and they're going to go out more in droves to vote, I think.
1: Hmm, interesting. Um, but right now, I, I have Wisconsin and Iowa listed as Tilt Democratic. Previously, I had them listed as Tilt Republican. <clears throat> um, Nevada. Nevada um, is now Tilt Democratic, as it always has been. But this is a real dead heat. Democrats should have this in the bag because Hillary Clinton won this state, and so did Obama in 2012. But right now, Republicans have run an okay candidate. Adam Waxall, the attorney general, there isn't too bad of a candidate. Uh, and Brian Sandoval is a popular governor. He won re-election by 70 percentage points in 2014. And if Republicans can maybe, instead of maybe avoid linking uh, adam laxalt to trump and instead link him to uh brian sandoval that might help that might help him win that might help adam laxalt win against um against steve sisolak but overall and again the polls are pretty much a dead heat they're like just nearly tied but uh steve sisolak uh Right now he is favored, but only a little teensy bit. Wait, what what are your thoughts?
0: Yeah, um, you know, I think because what, if it's in like a dead heat, I think it's gonna probably go towards the Republicans. You think so? I think so. I mean, yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm not positive, but I'm thinking that it will.
1: Yeah. So. Why don't we move over to Georgia, then? Georgia, um, right now, Georgia, uh, Nathan Deal, the incumbent Republican governor, cannot run for re-election. Right now, Brian Kemp is running, he's the Secretary of State of Georgia. Obviously, recently, there was, uh, there was controversy over uh, voter suppression laws there. Um, right now, he is running to replace Nathan Deal, and he is running in... Georgia uh, against uh, Stacey Abrams, who's hoping to become the first African-American woman ever elected governor of a state in American history. Stacey uh, Abrams is essentially running your traditional Democratic campaign. It's like a neoliberal campaign, sort of progressive, sort of kind of sort of progressive. But some people are, you know, Republicans are trying to say she's too extreme for Georgia. Um and Trump did win Georgia, but only by six points, which was surprising because that's a traditionally Republican state. Um, So do you think Georgia and right now the polls are pretty much like deadlocked and Brian Kemp is hoping or right now there is controversy because people are accusing him of trying to suppress the vote there so that minority voters couldn't turn out for CC Abrams. Um, Right now, I say it's tilt Republican. I think on Election Day it'll both of them will be within the 49 49 percent margin if that happens it will lead to a runoff um and i think in the runoff brian kemp will have a much better chance of winning because again republicans benefit in runoffs because there aren't as many minorities that turn out in runoffs and there's not as big uh of there's not as big of a um of a turnout in general in runoffs which typically tends to Benefit Republicans. Um, but still, Stacey Abrams could make it to 50% on election night. And if she does, she's the next governor of Georgia. So, again, a really, 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 another real big toss up, dead heat, deadlocked race. But right now, I'm going to say Republican Brian Kemp probably going to win by a little tiny, teensy weensy margin. What are your thoughts?
0: Yeah, I agree with you there. I think that. The Republicans, he, that he'll win Kemp by a small margin. I don't, It'll be close, but I think that I don't think I'm, I don't think a runoff is going to be needed.
1: You think he's going to get fifty percent of the vote on election I, night? I think so. All right. Um, now, interestingly enough, um, you know, there, there's a lot of things benefiting the Democrats in these governor races, and it's 50-50 as to who's going to take control. But right now. Um, Arizona was only like tilt Republican. Now it's likely Republican. Most people pretty much David Garcia's chances of winning are slowly evaporating here because for some reason, Doug Ducey, the incumbent, he was doing really, really poorly. He was considered a really, really embattled incumbent governor. His approval numbers were going down. He had tough primary challenge. Um, you know, David Garcia thought he could turn out a lot of minorities David Garcia had a a small but consistent lead in the polls. Republicans got really worried about the state. But now, now things have just really turned out well for David, for Doug Ducey, because he's winning by like 20 points in the polls. So something must have happened to lead to the surge, uh, which is why it's now likely Republican. What do you think led to the surge in the polls?
0: Yeah, that, that's what I was going to ask you. That's that's like a huge uh, surge. Something.
1: It's like a big turnaround.
0: Yeah, so I don't know. That's that's a huge surge. I don't know.
1: Well, David Garcia is a very liberal Democrat, so I don't know if maybe Arizona is like okay. Well, we have we have a Democratic minority population, but overall, uh, we still sort of have Republican values, um, but. It's either that or maybe it was John McCain. I don't know if that overall just helped Republicans in that state.
0: That yeah, I think that that may may do it. I mean, because usually something like that, like his death they you know will will make people want to go out and you know they, they'll feel like they're supporting him by voting for the Republican.
1: Do you think that uh, gosh, what's his name? Um oh gosh, what's his name? I can't remember his name. Um, ah, I forgot. Oh, yes, the Senate. Do you think in the Senate, do you, oh well we talked about that. Um do you think Martha McSally will be benefited by um uh the fact that John McCain died in that race? Uh
0: yeah, I think so.
1: I was watching some of the Arizona Senate race on C-SPAN the other day, and apparently, or the debate, and apparently, at the very end of the debate, Martha McSally accused Kristen Cinema, the Democrat, of treason, and uh, said that in two thousand three, she said that she was encouraging people to join the Taliban. Oh wow. So that that was really explosive and interesting. And I watched some of the New Mexico Senate race. And all I can say is Gary Johnson is my new hero. I I never thought he could be such a good libertarian debater. But he's my new hero now. Oh,
0: he He, he ran for president.
1: Yeah, he's the libertarian candidate in 2016 and 2012. And he was always a terrible debater. But somehow he did like spectacular in this last debate. And he was like talking about, and he was like principled and whatnot, and he's a principled libertarian, and he actually sounded like a libertarian, unlike most of the speeches he gives, where he doesn't sound libertarian at all. Right. Um, but anyways, um, some other. Let's see. I think the, those those are all interesting races. Um. Oh, in Tennessee. Tennessee is also what has gone from lean Republican to likely Republican. Bill Lee has just taken a giant lead in the polls over Carl Dean. Um, what do you think that is? I mm. think that's political gravity. I mean, he was always leading in the polls, but um, do you think it's just political gravity? Yeah, typically I think- it's close in open. Like typically when there's an open race for a Tennessee governorship, it's pretty close.
0: Yeah, I, I think it's political political gravity that's
1: going on there. Interesting, and then Alaska, um, it's real. It's looking really, really good for the Republican there. What do you think that is?
0: Hmm. Alaska, that's uh, that's where Palin is from, right?
1: Yes, the current governor is independent Bill Walker, and he's in a three way race. Um, the former U.S. Senator um, Mark Begich is running, and then Mike uh, Dunleavy is the Republican there, and he's leading in the polls.
0: And it's a three-way race? Yes. And he's still leading, huh?
1: Yeah, well, you know what I think it is? Four years ago, Bill Walker had the endorsement of the Democratic Party, so that helped him a lot. But this year, um, this year he doesn't. This year, Mark Begich does. So I think it's the split is only going to hurt. the Three-way race is only going to hurt. Bill Walker, the independent, and the Democrat, Mark Begich, it's not going to hurt Dunleavy. It's only going to benefit him, if anything. Huh. Let's see. What about uh? What's uh,
0: what's it gonna say? Connecticut. What's
1: Looking less and less likely for Republicans here. Um, I, uh, let me pull up the two candidates real quick. Oh, also, by the way, I was wondering if you want to be on the next two episodes of Politics Weekly next for the next two weeks bowling up to the election, if possible. Yeah, I I'll accept your invitation. All right. And we can and if you want, you can come. Uh, if you want, you can like come up with margins. It's up to you, but you can come up with like margin predictions for the elections.
0: Yeah, that sounds like a good. Yeah, I'll come up with
1: some. All right. So right now, Ned Lamont. You know who Joe Lieberman is, right? Yeah,
0: he was. He was Democrat and he was independent.
1: You remember how he lost his primary to another Democrat in two thousand six? Yeah. That one Democrat is now the nominee for governor, uh, Ned Lamont. So Ned Lamont is the nominee for governor. He defeated um, Lieberman in the primaries in 2006, but now he's the nominee again. He's running against Bob um, the a Republican businessman. Um, and right now, um, there's not a single poll out there that shows – Stepanowski leading. Um, There's not yeah. There's not a single poll that shows him leading uh, right now. Ned Lamont is leading by like eight to ten points in a lot of the polls, or not eight. Well, as high as as high as like twelve points in a lot of the polls. Uh And again, Stefanoski is not winning. Um, I'm putting this in the likely Democratic bin. I do think that. Ultimately, this is going to go to the Democrats.
0: Yeah, there's no doubt it will. I mean, I mean, in the past when I lived in Connecticut, we did have John Rowland, who was
1: Republican, but yeah, and then his lieutenant governor did really well in 2006 when she yeah. became governor. But I think, I think this year it's just going to be, um, it's going to be a little different uh, because I think. There's a lot of anti-Trump sentiment in the air, and I think that's going to hurt him.
0: Yeah. Although I, I just don't understand if they, what's his name, Daniel McGaugh, he if they, he didn't do well at all. I don't think he was polling, he was, uh, I how was his approval number? I don't think they were great. We're he's like... the
1: second most unpopular governor in the country.
0: Right, so that's why I don't understand. I mean, if he's that unpopular, why are they going to vote for another Democrat. I don't understand.
1: Well, probably because they think... I think overall they hate Trump more than they hate... Uh, Malloy. Malloy. And I think ultimately they're more partisan. And this person isn't in Malloy's cabinet. Like, some people thought Malloy's lieutenant governor was gonna run. That ended up not happening. If she ran, I think she'd have a harder time of winning Nancy Wyman. But I think because... Steph, because Lamont, they know Lamont. They like Lamont a little bit, you know. Because they know Lamont because he ran statewide before. They like him a little bit more because he's more progressive than Malloy is. I think that's part of the reason why Lamont is doing really well.
0: Yeah, uh, that's true. I I, I, am, I, agree with
1: that. Yeah. So, um... That's really interesting. Um... I. Also, Rhode Island, it's looking less and less likely that Republicans are going to get that one. Um, it looks like Gina Raimondo has expanded her lead over Alan Fung. Again, this is a rematch from four years ago. Alan Fung, he's the mayor of Cranston. He uh, he ran four years ago, and he narrowly lost to um, – to Gina Raimondo, but now he's running again and he's gotten the Republican nomination again. But right now, Raimondo leading by big margins. Do you think that's the political gravity too, or do you think it's just her being the incumbent?
0: I think it's just hurting the incumbent there.
1: Yeah. Um, let's see other races around the country. <laughs> What other races do you want to discuss? Oh, Michigan. Let's talk about Michigan. So Michigan, that's likely Democratic, but there's a Republican governor there right now. He can't run for re-election. So why do you think Michigan is, like, so likely Democratic?
0: Yeah, because Michigan, I think, Trump won Michigan, didn't he?
1: Yes, but narrowly.
0: Yeah, Yeah, well, that's true. He did narrowly win it, so... And, uh... Yeah, that's it's probably there. I don't know. I mean, if he he wanted narrowly, and maybe uh, Democrats are turning out more than than um, Trump supporters in that state. I'm guessing, or or in Poland,
1: right? And and Gretchen Whitmer, I think, is a really good candidate. I think she's like very quick on her feet. She's the Democrat. Whereas Bill Shooty is like very dull. He's very boring. He's not a great candidate for, you know, politically. But what also, what about uh, Minnesota? For a while, that was only tilt Democratic. Now it's likely Democratic. You know, Trump came close to winning the state. But now um, Tim Walls has a big lead over Jeff Johnson. Again, a lot of people thought, Tim Pawlenty would be the nominee, the former governor of that state. And had he won the nomination, it would have been, he would have had a better time of defeating Tim Walls. But now people think Jeff Johnson is a weaker candidate and won't be able to beat him and won't be able to beat Tim Walls. And now Tim Walls, he has just expanded his lead in the polls. Yeah, I mean, if
0: if he's weak candidates, because of you know because of um, the political climate, a weak candidate isn't going to do that well.
1: Yeah, but he was endorsed by the My Pillow guy. <laughs> I mean, they gotta vote for him if he was endorsed by the My Pillow guy. I mean that you'd think, "Oh well, my pillow guy, you gave me great pillows, so I guess I'll vote for this guy since you have good advice.
0: I guess they didn't sell enough pillows. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah I'm, hi, I'm Mike, I'm Mike Lindell from My Pillow. <laughs> I've heard he's a big Trumper but, but he's from Minnesota as well which is why But anyways let's talk a little bit about Illinois. Illinois, Republican incumbent there, Bruce Rauner, but he's really unpopular and uh most people believe JB Pritzker is uh is going to win especially since he has he's a billionaire so he has a lot more money in the bank than Bruce Rauner does even though Bruce Browner is a multi-millionaire. He's not a billionaire. JB Pritzker, the Democrat, is. What are your thoughts on this race?
0: Yeah, being unpopular is is difficult to win an, an election. Uh, to win an election if you're very unpopular, so. I and think he also
1: made Illinois into a sanctuary state. The Republican governor there. Yeah, that I well,
0: that's a big, you know, why would you do that? That's just.
1: Probably because he had to appeal to Democrats. Basically, right.
0: that, That's still a bad thing to do. I mean. Yeah. So that, that might be hurting him as well.
1: Yeah. What about. Uh, let's talk a little bit about Oregon. Hasn't had a Republican governor since the 80s. Um, the early 80s, I should add. Democrats, uh, you know, it has been close, though, in some past elections. Democrats probably going to win the seat, but Republicans always feel like they have a chance. What are your thoughts?
0: Yeah, I, I just think Oregon is just I don't think that Republicans going to win there. I mean, they, whether or not they can they come close, they never make it over the hump. And I don't think it's going to be any different this year. Yeah. Um,
1: how about Pennsylvania? How do you think uh, it's gonna fare? How do you think Democrats gonna fare in Pennsylvania? Do you think, or because right now there's a Democratic incumbent there, it's likely Democratic. He's leading. Tom Wolf is leading in a lot, a lot of polls. Over. Let me see what the Republicans name.